world where laughter was king on the edge of space. Get together, have a few laughs. Bastards of the universe! Welcome to the Cinemasters of the Universe. I am one of your hosts, Ron Avis. I'm the host on the left, and I drink. And I am your host to the north, Adam Peterson, and I know things. You do know things, and you know that we have our own feed, our own feed now. That is the Cinemasters of the Universe feed. If you're listening to us on the old Big Geek podcast feed, stop it right now. You stop it. Just We've told cut you. it out. You can You've enjoy the Big Geek podcast if you like, but we have our own feed right now. If you're listening to us, and I'm sure you are because you're listening to us right now. <laughs> yes. By definition, if you hear this, you're listening to us. Pull us up in whatever application it is you use to listen to the Cinemaster of the Universe. Stop right now. Just do a search. Just Cinemasters of the Universe. And you, if you do, you'll find our beautiful artwork that we paid for that has the cartoon we versions did. of us. It's us. That's us. Subscribe to that. J- just just follow that. And if you do want to just if you're not interested in the Big Geek podcast, which you know, you, you should check us out there as well, because it's fun. It's a lot of fun for nostalgia. There is a lot of fun. If you're into like toys and, and cartoons and movies and tributes and things, you should check out the If you podcast. enjoy life. <laughs> if Do you not enjoy life? Both of these life? podcasts are you, for you. Do you hate fun? Continue, continue to follow. Continue to subscribe to that feed. But also subscribe to the Cinemasters of the Universe podcast feed. You know what's better than one feed, Ron? Two feeds. Two feeds. Dose feeds. Dose. And if that weren't enough, we actually have our very own website. We got a website. What's that URL, Adam? Give it give it to the people. Uh, I think it's uh, mindfreak at uh, angelfire.com. Oh, no, God, you had oh, one no. job. No, no, no. Oh. It's www.cinemastersoftheuniverse.com. And if you want to get the latest podcasts from, from us, you can get it there. But if you want to get some supplemental material, in particular, some really excellent written up some some just articles that are not podcasts if you want to listen but if you just want to read if you just enjoy reading listen just read some of adam's excellent write-ups if listening's not your thing and looking at words is then this is a great compromise for you this is an opportunity for you to check out cinemasters of the universe dot com dot com it's not even an org or a dot net nope or it's, an edu it's a completely legitimate dot com we're not a college no, we are At not. All. We are not smart. That would be wildly <laughs> inappropriate if we were a .edu. But I'm telling you, there are at least once a week, there's going to be a new article posted on the website written by either myself or probably more 99% actually more likely to be Adam. <laughs> it, there's a good chance. There's, there's a, a really good chance. Good chance. We have... We have other other people that are Cinemasters that if they want to are more than welcome to. And by the way... I want to unveil my nickname that you had given me. I gave it is it to an you. excellent nickname, and I don't know why I didn't think of it, but that's how nicknames don't work that way. You don't give yourself a nickname. It was bestowed. Good nicknames are bestowed upon you, Adam. What's my nickname? The Rental King. If you would like to like read articles written by The Rental King, I haven't actually written an article yet, but I've posted as the podcast under that name on CinemastersUniverse.com. 
Hey, it's 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 there and waiting. So, dude, we have been teasing that nickname of mine for like three episodes. I hope we've it been teasing it. it. I think people are satisfied. I think it's a great nickname, the Rental King. There's that because you have had an illustrious career in in your past working at various rental establishments, both corporate and mom and pop. So you got both sides of that. I have worked at video stores, and by the way, my last name is Avis. Like the car rental company. Oh, oh! It works on Look so many that. levels. It works There's on so levels. many levels. But I am the rental could, king. The rental king. Yes. Thank you so much for that nickname. You know, I've given everybody their nickname, but but nobody's given me one, and now you finally have. I am the rental king. You are the rental king. I can do anything. You can. <laughs> There's a. It's in the Geneva Convention. I looked. I checked. I think you're right, actually. No, no, I am yep. in the Geneva Convention, uh, along yep. with, like, you can't use um, knives without a certain perforated edges, you know, like, I think it's something like that, in trench warfare. Exactly. There's some sort of trench warfare thing going on there in the Geneva Convention. And, and, weasels and, are right out. Did you say weasels are right out? Weasels, right out. <laughs> if, you are in, if you are currently engaged in trench warfare, yes. weasels completely out of bounds completely out of bounds weasels down the trousers are not are no no longer acceptable via the geneva convention geneva convention outlines it if we have a third world war and you have weasels and you intend to put a weasel down the pants in a trench of your enemy you would be violating the convention yeah that's only gonna get you in some hot water it really is and the weasels will not appreciate that. I can vouch for that. <laughs> nah, the based weasel, on the weasels, you know, they they don't have a lot to uh, necessarily. Um, like we, weasels don't have their due a lot, and weasels down the pants is kind of a thing. Yes, I guess I'm. I've heard. But and when I say weasels, I'm including this. It's explicitly including both marmots and stoats as well. So, <laughs> but in warfare, if you think like, what about a stoat? Warfare, it's no longer acceptable. No. Weasels, marmots, stoats, out. We got a website. Yeah, that's what it's all about. Folks. We folks, it is. It is feature presentation time. Well, feature presentation. The feature presentation. It's the show where I talk about what's the topic. It's rentals of not new releases, but older movies. 99 cents if you are on a budget not on the new release wall 99 cents older movies that are recommended (laughs) i'm gonna tell you right there that is platinum that is platinum if i've ever heard anything and i am in the recording business i've lived up to my promise you have of doing the feature presentations nailed it as they say on the internet oh so annoyingly so many times and, and what was this all stems from you being the agreement was that you would do the movie Mad Libs? I will read the movie Mad Libs. You've only done it like once. I've done the feature done presentation song. You've done like the feature presentation times. every time. <laughs> See, this that's because uh, I'm it's the art of the deal. I made that deal <laughs> and the deal worked out well for me. But you know what? I like doing the feature presentation theme. It's wonderful. Thank it you. It really is. Thank you. It's totally ad-libbed. I don't think about it. I just do it. I don't know if you noticed. Melodious. That's what it is. It's melodious. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, it hits the ears just right. 
But in case you didn't, in case you weren't sure what the topic was for the feature presentation and you didn't get the gist from the feature presentation theme song that I just sang so wonderfully, uh, we are going to talk about 99 cent rental suggestions. It's a whole new, this is a whole new thing, whole new ball of wax. Yeah, this is a brand new topic. This is a topic that we've been kind of kicking around. It was we've been the brainchild of yours truly. I, yes. I thought, wouldn't it be fun if we were to leverage our knowledge? Like, let, let's, you know, we, we both worked in video stores. We did. Let's somehow leverage that. Let's, leverage is, the, let, I want to just say leverage as many times as possible. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to leverage We are going to leverage the shit out of it. Yep. No. We are going to get a fulcrum and we are going to use the leverage. <laughs> I worked at a mom and pop video store, and I've worked in did a blockbuster video. You've worked at a blockbuster video. The White Machete yes. has worked at a blockbuster video, and also she's worked at a mom and pop type store. See, we're we're coming. And together. I kind of have my own blockbuster video here at my house. <laughs> you do. You are like the rental king kind. I of. got like eleven, twelve hundred movies. No, but it was like it's fun because rental, you know, like video stores are a thing of the past. They do not really. They exist are unfortunately. Anymore. It really is unfortunate because it was a fun thing to do back in the day. It was such a good thing. It was. Let's take the opportunity to talk about video stores for a few moments, shall we? They were great. Video stores was a thing. Video stores were a huge thing. They were a phenomenon in the 80s, the 90s, even the 2000s, you would say. Even the 2000s. Where you would you would you want you would get the whole family together. Uh, you you would go into the store and there you know, you'd walk in and there's just like videos as, as far as the eye could see. Along the edge of the wall in most video stores, those would be your new releases. In most video stores, now maybe maybe most you would, them, yes. maybe you frequent the video store that that did not do that, but most of the time, along the outer edge of the walls was where your new releases were located. On the, on the inside, you would have movies that were not real new releases, but people still might check out a movie that's not. You had the library. Release. That yeah. was the library. Absolutely. Let's just say that it's two thousand. Let's just say that it's nineteen ninety three. In Basic Instinct, Basic Instinct was a huge movie in what nineteen ninety two. People are still going to want to rent Basic Instinct in March of nineteen ninety four. Are they not? Well, because. You know, you, you because movies at that point the only delivery service you really had um, that everybody kind of had access to. Even I mean, even small towns there was usually some kind of video store. Right. Uh, even even the small town that we grew up in in Minnesota, we had a couple of video stores, and the the grocery stores also had a video section where you could go and rent movies. Absolutely, as well, so. grocery stores was a was like a big was like a major video. It was it was a weird a repository of videos. Like, sure. Here's get your food, and we've got a collection of VHS tapes that if you're interested, you Isn't could probably that bizarre? buy. Grocery it stores, really is. Where like a lot of people rented from grocery stores twenty five yes, years ago. It was it was just it was an odd phenomenon, but it was a thing. It was like that. I think just about every grocery store I ever went into as a kid had a video section. Go back to go back to when you were ten. What year was it when you were ten? That was nineteen ninety three. Nineteen ninety three. Okay, so that's prime video. That was prime grocery store renting a video. Still, I guess exactly. What was let's let's go back even a couple more years. Let's go back to nineteen ninety. How old were you in nineteen ninety? I was seven years old. TMNT the movie was just coming out in 1990. Pretty yep. Woman. Uh, 
several other movies. One movie that we may even mention in this particular episode, but it might happen. In 1990, there were a lot of mom and pop video stores still. There were your yes. major chains. There was your blockbuster videos. What were some other major chains in 1990 that you can remember? Um, a small child of how old were you? At seven, I was seven years old in 1990. Seven years old, but um, you definitely have memories of going to the video store at seven, right? Yes. Oh, absolutely. Same here. Yeah. Same here. Um, I'm trying to think. Were you now? Were you in Minnesota in 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 it, at, at the age of seven, I think I still would have been in Wisconsin. Okay. And okay. we would have been. I would. We. I think we would have got most of our movies from uh, Adventureland Video, which was over by the Stop and Go. Mm. which is the thing that people in Wisconsin say. We don't have a stop. You don't have a stoplight in Wisconsin. You have a stop and go light. <laughs> That's just right. how things go in Wisconsin. Yeah. Um, so we would go to the, the Adventureland video over by the stop and go. I love it. I love the sound of it. Adventureland. Oh, yeah. You're going to have a good thing, time at Adventureland. Things are happening. Something's something's <laughs> going to happen here. We're going to go on an adventure. Yeah. You're definitely going to um, rent Mighty Ducks from Adventureland. Oh, absolutely. Mighty Ducks. You're going to eventually rent Mighty Ducks 2. Um, you'll probably pass on D3 because you have enough sense. You're probably going to pass on D3 because you've heard, just, you've already heard you're like, uh, and read D2 through is Entertainment really Weekly perhaps that Emilio Estevez really wasn't a part of that movie. Yeah. You're like, no, Gordon? Uh, mm, no, thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> I'll wait for the eventual future Disney Plus. There's going to be a streaming service in 30 years, and I'll wait for that. I'm going to wait for a streaming service <laughs> where films are just sent directly to your TV. Yes. And I'm going to wait for a service that's only then, available on the internet. And it's going to That be was why most people in my hometown referred to me as a witch. Because I knew these things. Because <laughs> you could see the yeah, future. It's that witch kid. It's that witch boy. What was what was so the stop and go was a was that a video we, store we went, that yeah, you would go to the the Adventureland Club over or Adventureland Adventureland. Video sorry, over sorry, sorry. Stop, stop and go, and because uh, it was I think when I was eight is when we moved. I've been between seven and eight is when we moved to Minnesota. Mm-hmm. We had Superstar Video. Um, and eventually we got a Blockbuster. We didn't even okay. have a Blockbuster to begin with. So we I've never heard of Superstar, but Blockbuster is definitely was, the yeah. video store that everyone's heard of. Was was Hollywood, when when did Hollywood Video show up? Were Hollywood they after Video Blockbuster? is a late 80s thing, I believe. Uh, now, here, here's, the, here's how I remember it. In the mid 80s, the local video store was a video store. Now, this was a, it used to be, now right now, actually, it's a, oil change like a um, oil change place but it used to be a place called video station oh it was a little place called video station it's where i rented majority of my movies in the mid to late eight 80s uh from there you would have your red giraffe video you'd have your hollywood video and you'd have your video vault which was the video store that i worked at the moment roadrunner was was roadrunner roadrunner was definitely a place roadrunner was definitely a place i remember that uh, but the, the but so Roadrunner was a uh, a, a, a chain that you were familiar with growing up in the uh, I, I, Midwest. I, I don't think I, the the Midwest we pretty we had we had um, Superstar was our video uh, rental of choice, and that was a that was a local place in, in Austin, Minnesota. Um, then we we did. I think I was actually just talking about um, the grand opening of the blockbuster in Austin, Minnesota. Uh, was was a was a pretty sub, uh, substantial to do. Uh, there was a caricature artist that came out. No and shit. Did caricatures. Wow. Um, caricature. We, uh, that's a word that I used to have trouble with, but I can say it with ease now. See, look at that. <laughs> Overcoming obstacles. That's what this podcast is all about. Absolutely. Giving people hope. 
Um, which we which each, is what you get when you see yourself in cartoon format. Exactly. I get a little hope when I was like, oh, look at that guy. He's, <laughs> he seems like he's doing, he's, he's doing all right. He's doing well. He's doing I could, well. I could be like that guy someday. <laughs> um, I, my, my brother, sister, and I, we each got a, uh, a complimentary piece of software mm-hmm. for our home computer, a pinball <laughs> okay. game. We got three different pinball oh, software games. Boy, I bet that was fun. That I was bet crazy. That was a good old time. I bet that be oh, anything that Nintendo had to offer. That was it was it was a day it was a day to remember. I'll have free pinball PC. Can I get this game. pinball software for free? Can please? I get some shovelware for free? Thank you very much. Could I get a caricature and some pinball software for my home <laughs> PC? That was that's how I'd like to commemorate um, this inaugural event yes. of of Blockbuster being a thing here in Austin, Minnesota. I remember being Blockbuster being a huge deal because I could actually rent Sega Master System games from Blockbuster. You couldn't do that any other place. Blockbuster knew what was going on. They're like Sega. They yeah, you can get that here. They they did. You get that some was a Sega. Huge deal. What what year would you say Blockbuster? Can you remember the year precisely that that opened up? You were you the, the caricature oh. happened. Um, I would say that was. We'd probably been in Minnesota for a couple. I would. I would say like nine or ten. I was probably nine. It was probably around ninety two, ninety three. Okay, okay. So you actually your your memories of Blockbuster are early nineties. Mine are actually late eighties, which is kind of cool. There uh, you go. My my brother actually worked at a Blockbuster video in the late eighties. Uh, I I remember getting cool little promotional knickknacks from him. He nice. when the movie Naked Gun came out in nineteen eighty nine, I had like a little bullet keychain that he brought me. Oh, very nice. Brought home to me. Yeah. Uh, I remember for the first time playing Mega Man 2 for the NES. Uh, Blockbuster was one of the first. Now, now Video Station actually had NES rentals, but uh, I, I first played a couple of my favorite NES games from the late 80s. Mega Man 2 came from Blockbuster, and also Super Dodgeball came from Blockbuster. So Very nice. I have lots of really good memories from video stores, and Blockbuster in particular. A dream, a little dream. The Corey Haim, Corey Feldman flank. I had the Corys. A poster that my brother brought home from that movie. I that I still have never actually seen. It's one of the only Corey movies that I haven't seen. I've seen a lot of Corey movies, but not Dream a Little hey, Dream. The Corys, or not. they were a, a phenomenal. There was a Dream a Little Dream. There was a Dream a Little Dream too, I believe. Well, <laughs> I've not seen. I've not seen either. So I'm in the same boat. But I guess I, I wanted to just take a moment and reflect on video stores and how huge they were in our lives growing up. Uh, there, there was actually a pretty large chain of, uh, in a video store that locally that just closed its doors, very sadly, family video. Uh, no, I, I, there might actually still be a branch open somewhere, but I think it's in an area of town that we don't, neither one of us really there, Yeah, there's, there's one in Shelbyville and there's one in New Albany. Yeah. But who's going to either of those places? No, no. no. If you're into meth, if you want to buy, if you want to get yeah. some meth, apparently you go there. But no, uh, video stores get are dead. Get all your bad choices done at one location. They're dead. And at the top of the show, I, I so... You know, I was I'm filled with bourbon, and I was talking about <laughs> the edge of the, the outer area of video stores, where were usually where your new releases were located, outer edges of the walls, or right up front. But here, here's the point of this new segment. We're we're calling this segment ninety nine cent rentals, which yes. feeds into the rental king nickname that you'd give it. It does. And I I thought it might be fun. We we have this sort of. 
uh, history of working at video stores. And when we worked at video stores, we oftentimes would recommend movies to people exactly uh, that were a little off the beaten path. Maybe they, you know, they weren't your Jurassic Parks or your Wayne World, Wayne's World, or or your Home Alones. Like these are these are movies that you know you like. Hey, hey, kid, you should check this movie out if you got a little, if you got some time. If you if you want to oh. see a movie that not everybody's seen, check this movie out. Because that that was that was what where our expertise came into it was being enveloped in that world of movies. Most most of your most of your I mean I'm I'm sure you probably had your regulars that would come in maybe once or twice or more uh, during the week that would people that were really into movies too mostly but, for porn m- porn yeah but yeah that's that's a that was a thing um, <laughs> it was. A, a, a lot I mean I remember from my tenure at, and blockbuster, not at blockbuster though blockbuster didn't have no. porn. No, they had the drama section, um, but <laughs> erotic thrillers. Yes, erotic thrillers. Yes, um, that's another episode. Machete. You should check it out. White machete. Hashtag white machete. Can you hashtag just saying it? Is that the? I, is that I think if you same? say it, it happens. Okay, just sort right, of hashtag happens. white machete. It goes I viral. I guess is how Good. it works. Okay, I'm going viral, guys. <laughs> just wait for it. I'm going viral. Not like coronavirus. This is a different Ooh, thing. different kind of virus. Um, oh, topical. That's what we are uh, here on, on the Cinemasters podcast. We're topical. It's you we're rub topical. It on, like rub an it ointment. On your elbow. We're like an ointment. Um, <laughs> uh, so, but um, when when you when you exist in a world where you just where you watch movies all the time, because I'm I'm sure you know in in especially in your heyday, watching movies probably just about every night. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. At, so when you're consuming movies at that pace, yeah, you have to be on top of. You got to be knowledgeable. Out. That's yeah. part of it. People want it because people are going to come in. They're going to do one of two things. They're going to either ask you, "Hey, what uh, do you guys have that movie? Uh, the guy with the hair uh, when he was he was in the one with the kid that did uh, that had the pants." And you're like, "Oh, oh, uh, Michael, Mike, Michael Hall." <laughs> oh yeah, that's the one. That's the one I was that's looking for. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, Man, but if you're, you're working good. at a video store, like when you get to a certain age, you're in your early twenties, late teens, whatever, you're gonna pick a store you're gonna pick a place that you wanna work at, a place that you might kind of, you know, fantasize like what would be a cool place to work at. And a video store was definitely one of those places for me. Absolutely. And, you know, whether you work at Blockbuster, like a major chain, or if you work at uh, a mom and pop place, people people are going to come to you like, hey, man, what's good? I've seen exactly. everything. Recommend something to me. Because it's not it's not like when people say, hey, you know, you're, you're Friday and Saturday night people, which is a lot of your your typical crowd, especially yep. when you're working at one of the chain stores. Yep. You're seeing a lot of people on Friday and Saturday nights. And more often than not, they're there for um, – the, the new releases. The movies so, that just came out. What came out this week, that's what we want to see. We want to, you know, when I'm talking to Jerry at the water cooler on Monday, you know, <laughs> I, I, I want to be talking about heat. I don't want to be doing that six <laughs> years from now. I don't want to be waiting six years. I want to talk about heat now. Oh, that's I'm not going to wait since 2020 to see heat. Yeah. Hey, I just saw heat. Well, I need to, <laughs> we need to see heat right away. Right. Uh, so I can talk about it. We got uh, 50 copies of Heat ready for you. Yeah. Guaranteed what to happens, be in. What happens when the 51st customer comes in looking for Heat and they're all gone? Mm. Then then you got somebody saying, well, I came in here for Heat. I've got some other Al Pacino <sighs> movies for you. What else, what else can I see? Yeah. What else is there? So this well, episode, to get to the, just, just to kind of get to it. We're we're each gonna pick three movies that are movies like the these aren't 
flicks that are going to necessarily fall easily into a theme. A lot of times we like to do a feature presentation that fits into a theme. Maybe these movies don't fit into a theme so easily. Maybe these are movies that you just wouldn't, you wouldn't normally think of. And I I like the thought of that. And 99 cent rentals is going to be a reoccurring segment. Uh, But, but we're going to start out with comedies, comedies. Like we're both into comedies. We love to laugh. We like to have a good time. And in comedies just seems like a natural place to start. Oh, absolutely. Well, because that's that's a th- if you if you if you take that customer who doesn't know what they want to like, what should I rent? Yep. You know, you're not just going to meander aimlessly. You're like, well, what are you in the mood for? Hey, miscongeniality is all checked out. What can you yep. give me? What Jerry? Can you give me? Jerry still has has the copy out. He's had it out for weeks. <laughs> Jerry's rented weeks. all fifty. Jerry copies. Testaverde <laughs> has all of the miscongenialities. <laughs> I don't even know how that happened. But, you uh, love Sandy. Sandy Bullock. That's Jerry. Sandy Bullock. He loves that Sandy Bullock. Delicatessence. Delicatessence. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so you're, you're going to have your customers say, well, I'm kind of in the mood to laugh. I'm in yeah. the mood for a comedy. So as, as cinemasters, as, as, as clerks, we're going we're gonna to recommend three movies for you guys listening exactly. to us right now. Exactly. We're going to recommend for you three movies that you can just go out and check out. These movies might be available to stream. They may be rentals only. We don't we don't care. That's not our problem. All we're gonna say is these are three fun movies a piece that you can go and watch. And 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 in particular this really goes well with uh the website where you, you are working on an, a story on uh yes. just staff picks. We don't have yep. new releases to look forward to anymore. No. So you're you're putting a story out there where it's just movies that you and I recommend. So this is sort yeah. of also building on that. But this to is to help keep people's spirits up during this quarantine. Here's yeah. some movies you might not have seen. Yeah, Check them out. Or maybe if you have seen them, maybe you haven't seen them in a while and it's time to revisit them. Yeah, my my three movies are not necessarily movies that nobody's seen, but they're three movies that are not really classics. No. But they're fun movies. And I, I stand by all three of my picks. Okay. Do you want to get us kicked off with, with the first pick? These are 99-cent rentals. These are not your cents. blockbuster movies that everybody already owns. These are movies that yeah. you maybe never even heard of. Yeah, you might not have. You might be like, what is that movie? I've never even heard of that. Check all six of these movies I personally vouch for. I vouch for my three, and I vouch for your three without ever even listening or even knowing what movies you've picked. That's a preemptive vouch. That's a preemptive that's something vouch. You only get, I guarantee. You only get that here at the Cinemasters. You can stamp it. Go on and stay. You could notarize that. (laughs) All right. So in the last episode, I I think I went first in the uh, uh, one week of the trivia junket, and I which we tied. We we had a tie. Another another tie. tie. (laughs) Another damn tie, which we didn't even we didn't even plan. We're equally matched. We are equally matched. I'm sure there are Cinemasters listeners out there who got all 10 out of 10 and they're like, God, you guys suck. Why do I even like waste my time the, with you? You guys are literally the worst. You waste your time listening to us because we are us. I drink. Because you know love things. us. We, we know like some things. Let's just. We're a lovable that. pair of scamps. We are scamps. We're a couple of, just a couple of white broads. A couple of white broads. <laughs> For you guys. Okay, so these are our 99-cent comedies. I hope you guys enjoy the new segment. Adam, why don't you kick it off with our very first 99-cent rental? All right. I'm going to – It's, it's in, in, in plumbing these depths, you know, we, the only parameter we really put on it was comedies. Yeah. So it's when I was like, oh, normally when, we're, when we are doing a feature presentation, 
it's kind of like, okay, well, what do we, you know, we've got a theme. We've got a, oh, well, I can, I can kind of give, oh, are we going to talk about Top 10 movies, movies from SNL alums. Yeah. How not this oh, time? Oh, then I know right where to kind of corral myself. So I was like, ah, <laughs> I, I didn't, I didn't want to overthink it. No, no. So yeah, what this I, is wide open. Wide open. What I did, here's what I did. Yeah. Because I was doing this at the same time we were preparing for our, uh, uh, who played it better. And I was, I was, I, I recast the uh, Three Amigos. You did recast the I, Three Amigos quite excellently, I might add. I started thinking to myself, I was like, wow, Three Amigos? I got to pick three movies. What if I picked a movie for each Amigo? And that's just what I rolled with. Oh my God. I freaking love it. So you managed to find a theme within a theme. I found a theme within no theme. I themed it. <laughs> um, so uh, I, uh, let's see. So my my the first of uh, of all of the three amigos is Steve Martin, so I, I picked oh a Steve God. Martin flick. Love Steve Martin, and and Steve Martin Steve Martin's got some. I mean, like if you're gonna say, oh Steve Martin, oh did you pick the jerk? Oh did you did you mm-hmm. pick? There's a lot of Steve Martin movies. Father that of are the Bride. Really, oh great movie! He's got a fantastic catalog of movies. I'm like, well, if I'm doing a 99 cent pick, if I'm gonna say, well, let me let me take you. We're not going to go on the highway. We're not going to go on the Steve Martin highway. Let's take this. Let's take the Steve Martin Boulevard down here by this little neighborhood you've never seen, <laughs> okay. or you've maybe maybe you've driven past it. Dude, you're I, selling I, me, and I'm buying. I'm like drooling right here. And I, so what I picked was I picked My Blue Heaven with Steve Steve Martin and Rick Moranis. Uh, it is it is a comedic retelling of sorts of uh, of Henry Hill's life. Yeah. Who was featured uh, in the movie Goodfellas? Yes, played yes. by Ray Liotta. It's so funny that you should mention that. Uh, I I like to think of this movie as the part two of a double feature from Goodfellas. This is what happens after Goodfellas. <laughs> that is that is the greatest way to build this movie. I think <laughs> it really is. Now let me let me say uh, as we mention a movie, I'm gonna as a service to our listeners. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and let people know where they can watch these movies and how much it costs to rent these movies. Uh, now, now the the topic is 99 cent movies, so but but you can't really rent movies for 99 cents for streaming services, unfortunately. That's true. And but this is a very this is a very affordable rental for mo- for most places. Now, if you you can rent this for 2.99 from Amazon, uh, from YouTube, Google Play, oh, and in the Apple Store. So Voodoo, oh. lot, lots of places you can get just a lot just of places you can check it out. So this is a two. This is a two ninety nine rental. <laughs> and I, I even at two ninety nine, totally totally worth it. I love this movie. I really do. It's 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 a lot. It's just it's just fun. Um, the uh, Steve Steve Martin because it's it's kind of a different role for Steve Martin. I mean, he plays it really well. He plays because he he plays a he plays a gangster. Yeah, he plays. He plays a, a mafia guy who is in witness protection. Rick Moranis mm-hmm. is his FBI handler, and he's he's got to testify against some uh, some mafia guys. So he's sequestered in this witness protection in this this happy little community, and it's 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 a fish out of water kind of tale because you know it's this it's this uh, you know it is it is just like a, you know white picket fences. Everybody knows everybody. Small town kind of place, and here you have Steve Martin show up in the midst of this and he, he he's he's got he's got to be himself he's he's Vinny Antonelli <laughs> yes yeah and for me for me when i think of blunt my blue heaven i think of the new york accent and i think of that hair that spiky hair oh it's fantastic those 
those uh, shiny suits. Yes, the shiny suits. I love the shiny suits. And and the base the baseball team at the end of the movie with the kids and the shoulder pads. <laughs> oh, that was that's that's the that's the total payoff there. Yeah, it total really payoff is. at the end. It really is. And I love that like like song that they dance to that keeps getting replayed throughout the movie. Yes. That well, and originally, originally um, the role that Rick Moranis played was going to be the role that Steve Martin played. He was going to play the FBI guy. No kidding. Yes, and hmm. Arnold Schwarzenegger was going oh to play Penny. <laughs> and that was going to be the makeup of the movie. Holy and shit. Schwarzenegger bowed out to do Kindergarten Cop. Good choice. Good and choice. So, so they were like, well, what are we going to do now? Who can we get to replace him? And so Steve Martin shifted sideways to play the role of Vinny, and they brought in Rick Moranis yeah. to fill Steve Martin's former shoes. And I, and it worked really well. It, it did. was Especially for Rick Moranis, it was, you know, because if his look, it's hard for him to get out of that nerdy little, yeah. I mean, everybody, Lewis Tully. He's everybody really knew put him as Lewis Tully. This movie. He is. He, and he's, there's an assertiveness to him. He's an, you know, he's not just like, oh, I'm the FBI guy, but what, I don't know what, like, no, he's, he's in charge of things. He's, he knows what he's doing, but there's comedic, you know, uh, follies that, that happen. But it really the the two of them play off each other really well, and it's it's fun because like Steve when Steve Martin can just kind of be goofy because he was over the top. I mean that's the thing the whole time Steve Martin just really kind of over the top, and that's I think that the the chemistry between the two of them. You've got uh, Joan Cusack in the midst of all this, and she's kind of she's she becomes a love interest for uh, Rick Moranis, and she's this foil to everything that uh, Steve Martin is doing in town. Yeah. So there's 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 a lot of different angles and it's I mean it is I mean from beginning to end it's really just fun. It's one of those like if you haven't seen it or you haven't seen it in a while, it's one of those you could pick up watch or like that was just fun. I liked it. I, I enjoyed like the, it. That was a fun time. I like the Carol Kane uh oh, character yes. who he she she's kinda like the uh hot uh, you know, like she's also like a fish out of water. She doesn't necessarily yes. belong in this suburban San Diego town. And he, so like, I, I like her. I, I like Joan Cusack in this movie. I thought she was really fun. Uh, is kind of like also the straight laced love interest. I think she was a love interest to, to Rick Moranis in this movie, right? Yes. Yep. So a really, a really fun, good cast uh, as far as a comedy goes. I think uh, I, I really like the uh, the pet store guy who was another witness relo- relocation guy. Oh yes, he he's a classic actor from like the eighties and and early nineties. Uh, it, it's just a really fun movie, and it it just really is kind of hilarious to know that this this is based on. You know that there was the book that Goodfellas was based on, and this this happens to be the other well-known movie uh, that sort of came about the adaptation from that book. And one's this silly little comedy, and one is this like Martin Scorsese gangster movie. They're very they're di- diametric opposites. I mean, it's like <laughs> yes. if you want to watch a really great mobster movie, Goodfellas is the way to go all day long. Oh my god, for sure. Um, if you want to watch a really funny mob movie, yeah. This is, uh, there's, there's been, I mean, uh, yeah, there was Jane Austen's Mafia. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think other, I mean, there's, I mean. I like Married to the Mickey, Mob, Michelle Fire. Married to the Mob. Yeah. Uh, I've always been partial to Mickey Blue Eyes. I enjoyed that movie with Hugh. Right, uh, right, right. Hugh Grant. Uh, but it, this is one of those, like, in, in 1990, 
Uh, there wasn't a whole lot of competition in that. And Steve Martin, you know, uh, it was Steve, Steve Martin had his big hits. And I think this is this, this to me is why this is a 99 cent recommendation, 99 yeah. cent rental, yeah. because it's one of those like, you may or may not have seen it. Um, and it's one yeah. of those like, if, if it came on on a Sunday afternoon movie, you could totally sit down get you a, you know, bowl of popcorn and really, you know, it, it wouldn't just be like, oh, this is on, I guess I'll watch it. Like this is, it's a this little bit a more total, like this movie came out on Showtime, you know, like yes. it wasn't an HBO movie or a Cinemax movie. It was like a, a Showtime movie. It was like a tier B movie. And, you know, like Steve Martin was sort of transitioning in his career at this point. I think L.A. Story was like a huge movie for him right around then. He was, I think he directed or wrote that movie. So, like, 1990, this is like like after movies like um, uh, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels and, you know, like, what was some, like, late 80s, like, Parenthood. So this this was definitely a transition period for Steve Martin as well. So I like... Well, yeah, I mean, he... He had Three Amigos, Little Shop of Horrors, Roxanne, yeah, yeah. Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Parent, yes. Parenthood was kind of a, a, a shift for him a little bit. And so My Blue Heaven was, you know, then you got L.A. Story, Father of the Bride. Um, this I, I, this one, to, to me, feels like the last of like that just kind of Steve Martin goofy comedy. And then he kind of moved it like when he did Father of the Bride, House Sitter, Leap of Faith. Um Father of the Bride Part Two, Sergeant Bill, like he went a little bit more cartoony. Um, he started; it started to be a little bit more s- safe. This one feels like because Steve Martin, you know, like the jerk, you know, Navin Johnson. I mean, that's probably that's probably my favorite Steve Martin movie of all time. Uh, but it's like the the characters that he played were more like okay, it's Steve Martin, kind of this this single identity. And when he started doing Father of the Bride, House, you know, he started being more of a an ensemble. Like oh, I'm working with somebody. It wasn't just like Steve Martin's, you know, in that kind of showcase. Uh, so this one to me, I think, is one of those last really just this is just a funny Steve Martin movie. You know, it's dangerous for you to be here in the frozen food section. Why is that? Because you could melt all this stuff. By the way, my name's Chardine. Hiya, Chardine. What's yours? My name's Todd. Todd? That's a beautiful name. It's Italian for extra special. So yeah, my blue heaven. That that's a that's that's a great yep. That's a great start to our uh, ninety nine cent rentals. I I and that that perfectly epitomizes like what I'm thinking of when I think of ninety nine cent rentals. These these are yeah. movies. It it's starring a big time like a list actor, but it it's it's a movie that not everybody's seen. Yeah. So hey, uh, are you are you into Father of the Bride? Maybe you should check out uh, My Blue Heaven. You maybe never seen that before. And I think I think one of the things that's nice that I really why this this whole format to me just jumps out is for me personally I know there's a lot of times where um, what I'll do is I'll kind of go down the rabbit hole like if I find an even even actors that like I mean it was only a couple of years ago that I really went down a Chris Evans rabbit hole it's like you know what I really haven't seen a lot of Chris Evans movies outside of like the MCU or yeah Captain America right right but he's he's so really like, great 
I really, really enjoy There's a him. lot of stuff he's got. And so what I like about stuff like this is something like a My Blue Heaven is like, hey, let me check that out. That sounds funny. I'll see. And you're like, I wonder if Steve Martin's got anything else that I haven't seen. You know, it's like, I've never seen The Man with Two Brains. I've never seen, mm. you know, you know, uh, The Dead Man Don't Wear Plaid. You know, it's like he's got a lot of movies in come. the 80s that I oh, yeah. a lot of people haven't seen. A lot of Rob Reiner movies. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's the that's kicking it off. That that's a great start. That's a great start. And I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and move on to my movie, yes, which is from 2015. And I'm gonna pull it up on Just Watch, which is a, a service that both of us really enjoy. Oh if yes. You're, if you if you want to see what's where th- where movies are streaming. Staten Island Summer from 2015. That that is a movie that I'm going to recommend for my very my inaugural 99 cent uh, picks. Um, it is a movie that was written by Colin Jost, who is one oh. anchor of the uh, current Saturday Night Live with Michael Che. Um, that is available on for rent on Amazon uh, Prime for two ninety nine. You can also get it at YouTube for two ninety nine, Google Play, uh, and I think Fandango and Vudu, a couple other places. So it's it's out there, and you know we did an episode a, a long time ago, not a long 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 time ago, but a, a year or so ago, where we did movies from a SNL alum that we we recommended. This was a flick that I almost picked as just sort of like an underdog movie, but I, I just couldn't because there's so many good movies to choose from. Staten Island Summer, I, I I really enjoy this movie. Have you ever heard of it? I have not. I'm 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 looking it over right now and I'm it's very from two thousand fifteen. I'm gonna have to check this one out. Now this this stars Cecily Strong, who is There are so many people in this. Oh my god, this is a big time SNL movie. Bobby Moynihan. Bobby Moynihan is in it. He plays Scooch, uh, lifeguard, and so it's it's a movie about a, a kid who a kid and his best friend. It's it's sort of like what I the best description I've heard of this movie, and I really agree with it. It's Caddyshack meets Superbad. So okay, I can get on board with that. Yeah, so it, it really does remind me a lot of Superbad as far as the two main characters. It, it is really like a Seth and Evan type movie, and I, I totally get the Caddyshack reference because you you know you're not working at a country club or a golf course, but it's it's a one of those sort of um, community pool type places, you know. Uh, if, if if you didn't if you don't swim at the Y or if you don't live in like a neighborhood with a with a clubhouse and a in a in a private pool you may go to one of these types of places that's sort of like a community pool the municipal pool yeah and that that is what staten island summer is and staten island is now now staten island new york is a a hotbed of comedic talent and colin jost is is one of is is from that area often maligned Often blind. Uh, Pete Davidson Staten is Island. from Staten Island. Uh, there, there's just tons and tons of, 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 you know, and especially like SNL. Like, you know, if you do like Staten Island and, and Wikipedia, you're going to come across a lot of people. And uh, I, I just really like that this is like a Colin Joe Strayed movie. And he has a small part in it. He plays a cop. Uh, but it Officer really, Greg. It, yes, yes. And his brother uh, is in it. But it, it's it's mostly about... Uh, the t- the two main uh, I guess protagonists is Graham Phillips and I think Zach Perlman. 
Those are your like your discount yeah. Evan and Seths. Uh, that you know they they're they're on the verge of college. They're kind of doing their final summer before the big like you know growing up, moving out. Uh, it you you really do get like a super bad kind of feel from this movie. But if if you like super bad and you're like in a, and you enjoy the current cast of SNL or even like a recent cast of SNL, like you said, Bobby Moynihan is in this. Also, Fred Armisen is in this. Like, there's just re- there's some really funny, funny, uh, you know, like little little cameos in this thing. You got Kate McKinnon is in this bad boy. Yeah, there's tons. Oh there's yeah, tons Method of Man in is in here. Method Man is in this movie. <laughs> but but Cecily Strong, like I love love love. Cecily I would love Strong. to see more from her. She is fantastic. Cecily Strong is probably the most underrated cast member of SNL currently right Easily. now. Kate McKinnon gets a lot of the, I mean, she won an Emmy and like deservedly so. And Kate McKinnon is in this movie. She's, she has a funny little part, but um, it, it's just about these two kids who work at a pool and it's Cecily Strong and uh, Bobby Moynihan are all, they're like the senior members. They're like senior lifeguards. They've been there longer uh, there's a kid, I forget it. I forget, he's not an SNL alum or anything, but he's he's kind of like he's he's going to the Navy. He's got some funny. He he reminds me of the Denunzio character from Caddyshack, the the Italian caddy. Uh, but uh, what one of the other main actors in the movie? Let me see. What's his name? He's a writer on SNL. Let's see. I want to say I think it's Michael Patrick O'Brien. He plays sort of the like the. Uh, head lifeguard, kind of like the Michael Scott of Dunder Mifflin, douchebag, uh, kind of know-it-all life, and like he 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 just plays that foil to everybody. Uh, it it's it's just like a really fun movie, and if you really enjoy Superbad and you like SNL, you really can't go wrong with Staten Island Summer, and it's it's a movie that not many people know about, and I almost picked it in our SNL former cast. Uh, but it it really was it just it just kind of got pushed aside by many many other really really more popular movies like Wayne's World. Yeah, I'm gonna have to like check that. this one out because this one looks good. It's a lot of fun. Um, who else is in this thing? Uh, Gina Gershon. She's she's in it. She she plays a hilarious role as the kind of milf character that entices the uh, younger. Italian lifeguard who's going into the Navy. She, she has some really like hilarious scenes, but, but I mean, really it's mostly about the two younger characters, Graham Phillips and uh, Zach Perlman, uh, Ashley green. She's in this. She kind of plays the hot girl. That's the love interest of Graham Phillips. Uh, But it, I see Kate Walsh and Jim and uh, Jim Gaffigan. Jim Gaffigan is in it. And Kate Will Walsh, Forte. Yes, they play the parents of uh, Graham Phillips. They're really excellent in this. They just have a few scenes, but they everybody just has a few scenes, but they make the most of their scene, and that's really what these movies are all about. Uh, Vinny Pastore he plays Ashley Green's dad, but he he's kind of like your mafia guy who threatens the Graham Phillips character who wants his dream girl as Ashley Green but it, it's really just about those two characters like I said they're like your discount Evan and Seth uh, but it, it's mostly about Cecily Strong and Bobby Moynihan who plays Scooch who's kind of like the been there way too long lifeguard it's the legendary Scooch yeah 
like uh, you should have retired a while ago. Yeah, you should have retired. You're long still ago. here. And and the Fred Armisen character is kind of he's sort of a uh, there's something wrong with him. He's sort of like Kevin from The Office. <laughs> uh. There's just definitely something wrong with this guy. But he he sticks around. He's sort of like the maintenance man. But I mean, you know, anytime you that. can get you know, anytime you can get a Fred Armisen to pop up and just deliver a silly line. You're here you're not there. gonna be you're not gonna be dissatisfied. No, no, not at all. So but yes, I, I'm a sucker for movies where it's like a summer job type deal. Oh yeah. You know, like Adventureland. Advent uh, that was the first Adventureland. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm a sucker for those types of movies. And this fits right into that. But not many people know about it. And no, I, I and I love Colin Jost. I'm I'm glad. Yes, that Colin Jost. And he, he plays the anti-Colin. Like he's he's a cop, and he's like a he's just this like stereotypical like Staten Island cop guy. He's fantastic. He's not at all like Weekend Update Colin Jost. So uh, if you're if you like Colin Jost and you want to support Colin Jost, like I said, this is a movie that he wrote. Um, he's a Staten Island guy, just like Pete Davidson. Unfortunately, Pete Davidson's not in this, but he he could have been. This is a movie that I could easily see him in. Just just a little bit too early for him, I suppose. Because Pete Davis is one of the like younger cast members, I guess, of SNL. And this movie is a good five years old. So um, if you like SNL and you're a fan of Colin Jost, definitely check out Staten Island Summer from 2015. It's very nice. You know, it's one of those movies that probably didn't get a theatrical release. I could and if it did, it Definitely only like was a week. <laughs> yeah. Not a, not a wide here and you know, here and there where, you know, they had some support. Yeah. That's a too bad. I, I mean, this looks, everything about this just seems like, okay, it's really fun, fun. If you like the type of movie where, you know, if you're a fan of Adventureland is, this is the type of yeah. movie for you. So, and, and I, again, Cecily strong, she's so good on SNL. I think she gets overshadowed a lot by some of the other she does. cast members. Um, it it's just neat to see her in a movie where she's obviously supposed to be one of the like featured cast members. It, she's there not a lot of roles for her. Even even in movies like Ghostbusters, where she kind of came in as like the mayor's aide, or like in Bridesmaids, I think she had a small role in Bridesmaids. She doesn't yeah. get a lot of there's bit parts. Yeah, she gets a lot of bit parts in movies. So this is this is a movie where she she's really kind of a star. Yeah, yeah. I, I would love to see Cecily Strong and more stuff. I think she's, I think she's really adorable. I think she's cute. I think she's really funny. I think she's hilarious and very talented and a good actor. Got a lot of range. She does. Lot, she's got a ton of range. So, uh, unfortunately, she didn't. She hasn't yet to break out in movies. So, but if you want to see more of her, uh, this this is definitely like a, a good movie for her. So check out Staten Island Summer. Look at this girl. She's a butter everything. She'd be hot. Butter everything. <laughs> hey, Frank, serious question. Have you ever seen yourself, like, in a mirror? Because actually, on a Frank scale, that girl's like 100 Franks. And on the Mary Ellen scale, she's about half a Mary Ellen. That's a compliment, what you've just said. Mine actually was not a compliment to you. Dad and Island Summer, nicely done, sir. Thank you, thank you. What's your number? What's your second recommendation? Ninety nine cent rentals. Well, number two, if we're gonna move, if we're gonna move down the list of the three amigos, I think we're gonna find ourselves. Okay, uh, so you definitely have a theme. Okay, so you've yeah, done Steve Martin. I've done Steve Martin. So now we got we got to move on to uh, we got to move on to Chevy. Okay, Chevy Chase. I love Chevy Chase. It kills me that he has such a reputation of being 
really a hard person to work with. And, and it, it is, it, it is really too bad. Cause I mean, just about everything he did, especially in his, I mean, he still is funny, yes. but just all those things in his heyday. Um, and again, it's one of those things. There's a lot of stuff. I mean, there's a lot of Chevy movies that you could go to that are, um, you know, they're Chevy's one of, for, was one of the hu- biggest stars in the eighties. Oh yeah. There was. And I mean, and he had, I mean, there's so many things. Um, there's, I mean, you got Fletch. Yep. Um, I, I mean, I love funny farm. Vacation. Um, there's vacation. Yeah. I mean, there's so many, so many good Chevy chase vehicles. Spies like so us. Like, one of my favorite movies. And that my friend is exactly the one that we are going with. Oh in the my God. You're rentals. choosing spies like us. I'm going with spies like the us. Chevy Chase, Dan Aykroyd comedy. The Chevy Chase, I Dan Aykroyd. I fucking love you, dude. I fucking love you. Because man. that movie, it's it's one of those like from I 1985, like, correct? 1985. Yes. I feel like there yeah, a lot of people. A lot of I mean, I think a lot of people aren't even aware of it. Um, I think That's people a shame. that uh, I think people that were around in the 80s and knew about Chevy's career are maybe aware of it. Maybe they've even seen oh, seen hell, it or seen parts whole, of it. There's a whole like uh, Family Guy uh, episode spoofing this spies like us. But that that's um, that to me, uh, and I think because there's a, at the same time I, I kind of feel like I mean Dan Aykroyd, um, he ha- I'm Dan Aykroyd is kind of in the same boat. I mean he had some really iconic stuff. I mean he had the Blues Brothers, yes, uh, he had the Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters, yes. So there's there's a lot of things that the trading play. There's a lot of things that really define. Dan Aykroyd's career, but I feel that was why I decided to, to choose Spies Like Us because oh I'm like God. I feel like this is one of those movies that for both of these guys is a solid comedy hit that people just aren't going to. Spies Like you know, Us is no kidding, probably one of my top ten favorite '80s comedies. It is. I mean, everything. I mean, from start to finish, it because it hits it hits all those great '80s notes so well. I mean, just the. Uh, I, I mean, one uh, probably one of the most iconic scenes is when they're taking the test, and Chevy Chase is so over the top in trying to cheat. <laughs> yeah, he's got he's the got his eye patch. And the eye patch. He's got the, he's got the cat, and then he just he finally just breaks down in this emotional. <laughs> he's just crying and writhing around on the floor, stealing <laughs> yes. people's papers. He's like um, just writing the answers down happily as the as the surveillance footage is capturing every moment. And it was it was great because I went back and, and I rewatched it just so that I was you know because it'd been a while, and the the guy that's uh, the guy that's administering the test in that scene, Frank Oz, and you just you just get this little dose of Frank Oz there. It's like oh you know, shit, is that Frank Oz? I didn't even yeah, realize. Yeah, it's Frank Oz administering the test. You're like oh that's Frank Oz, <laughs> and so you know you, you get you got Bruce Davison um, is kind of he's the Weasley little um, compatriot of the the older the the nondescript older CIA guy. Um, that that choose. Um, yeah, this is during uh, the height of the Cold War. So, oh yeah, Russia. Oh, Russia. U.S. and, and Russia. Right. So yeah, it was. Um, and it was. It, what was nice was, um, even in, in Ghostbusters. Um, the like, because I, I feel like that in the '80s that was really it probably. I, I love Blues Brothers, but I feel like if if you come out of the '80s knowing um, Dan Aykroyd, I feel like it's Ray Stance. And even though he's a highly capable scientist in that movie, yes, he's always just kind of like the. He, I mean, he's a he's the lovable, um, you know, bumbling kind of. Oh, 
you know, he's the one that's like, oh, sorry, guys, I, I, I tried to clear my mind, you know, but I, I just couldn't help it. And, well, you know, I he's really just, like the bit where he was like down in the basement of the CIA yes. or whatever. And he's like, I got your kid. I got your family, the Disney Channel, you know, like he's hacking the satellite. Yes. <laughs> that's a great he, scene. Because he's the knowledge. That's the whole thing that I loved about it is because Chevy Chase, is he's that leading guy, even in Vacation yeah. and Fletch and all. Oh, it's yeah. like he's I mean, there's a part of it to where it's like. You know, he's, he's just that, he's that lucky slacker. I was like, he's never going to do the work. Like he and Dan Aykroyd are a fantastic duo. Oh, it works so well. And I think that's, that's why it's just such a, because Dan Aykroyd is the really competent one. He's, it's not like, he's, you know, he's the brains. He's, he's the, he's like kind of legitimate. Spy. Yeah, like he could be a spy. He has the knowledge yes. to be a spy. Chevy Chase is the guy who can kind of talk his way out of a situation for yes. sure. He's like the like you know Clark Griswold can kind of talk his way out of it. Like you know Clark Griswold's full of shit, but he can really talk yeah. his way oh, out totally. of a situation. He's like that character in this movie. And, and I, I love the training sequences early in the movie too, oh. before they drop him into Russia. Or Afghanistan or wherever it was in the whole doctor, doctor, doctor. (laughs) The the, the doctor, I mean, doctor scene is just fantastic. It's, it's probably the most famous spies like us scene really. (laughs) And and when, uh, when Dan Aykroyd, when he's, and he's getting ready to, uh, uh, to, to make the first incision for the, uh, the, the appendix. (laughs) And those, he's like, it's, he's like, why are you cutting up there? I was like, I'm getting a feel for, (laughs) for everything. (laughs) I was like, okay, you know what? How about you? You want to do this? You come over here and do this. Yeah. And yeah, then he yeah, just yeah. kind of, he makes his way down the torso and he's looking at those three doctors and they're kind of like shaking their heads. No, and the whole like comedy finally- is they're like an unlikely uh, pair. Yeah. They don't know each other at all, but they no. really complement each other really well. They, they come together so well. <laughs> and it's just, I mean, and then at the end of the day, they end up saving the world. Yes. Yes, they and do. They end up like, uh, they so they do come across the, the missile launcher. Yep. And uh, they 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 convince uh, that well they bypass the the launching board yep. or circuit board and like prevent the end of the world. Yep, and it was like oh, and in a very fun, convincing kind of way. It, 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 I mean the whole the whole thing, it's 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 just this movie. Or like you know, I feel like a lot of people like if they saw, I was like, why why am I why did I never hear about this movie? Why was I not aware it's of so spies good. like this? This is a funny movie. And that's why I was like, okay, for, for, and especially because I think there's a part of these, some of this stuff too. It's like for people, for people our age, some of these things aren't necessarily totally hidden gems. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I feel like for, for a next generation, some of these things is like, okay, I know that you guys have all of your, you know, you got all your, you know, this, the celebrities and the stars and the comedians that you want to watch now. I mean, you have things like the Staten Island summer filled yeah. with all of these genuinely qualified, funny people. And it's not to malign that at all, but it's to say, okay, you have these things and you're aware of these things and you got the stuff coming out on Netflix and Hulu and all, all these things all the time. There's some genuinely funny stuff out there that mm-hmm. you are completely oblivious to. And a spies like us to me is like, okay, I feel like, I feel like if you're a Gen Xer, you've probably seen this movie. Yes. Probably, it's more on your radar, but if you're like a millennial or like younger, that this is a movie that you're probably unaware of that you should absolutely check out. It's an iconic '80s comedy. Oh, absolutely. Uh, this is it, it. It's right up there with like your Funny Farm, your Fletch, yes. your, your Vacation. Like if you, this is a great movie if you're a if you're a Dan Aykroyd fan or a Chevy Chase fan. You're gonna exactly. you're gonna have something you're gonna love in this movie. And, and, I, and like 
when I remember when I used to, you know, even, even when I was in high school um, and I was working a blockbuster, it wasn't like I had some, I've been here for 30 years. It was, I mean, it was a high school kid, but it was like, I would get even kids that were like a couple years younger than me. It was like, come, come, come over here. You, you <laughs> youngsters. Let me, right, let me right. school. You. I was like, uh, have you guys ever seen spies like us? And yeah. that, I feel like that's what it was like. Have you guys ever seen this movie? No, I never heard of it. Before. It, it's, it's the good. perfect it's like, oh. cold war comedy. It, it, oh yeah, there, there aren't many like it. No, wouldn't so, you like a Pepsi? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Spies like us is available for rent on Amazon, uh, YouTube, Google Play, Apple. Uh, again, Voodoo, all your usual suspects for two ninety nine. Yeah, rent this movie. Totally dude. worthwhile. It is totally so good. It is so. I mean, I love My Blue Heaven. I love Staten Island Summer. Spies like us, all time classic. Yes. Well done, sir. Well done. Thank you. Where are we? I don't know. I wasn't watching. I lost everything at 7,000 feet. Did you hear that? Yeah. It's a dick fur. What's a dick fur? To pee with. What's a numero dos from you, sir? (laughs) Numero dos for me. Okay. So I'm looking at movies that starring a cast it's pretty a pretty big cast that was fairly big for its time but probably was almost instantly forgotten was the uh, and th- this fits into the whole 99 cent rental kind of theme i think uh 2011s uh and and it has one of the worst movie titles ever just it's it's not the kind of movie like just judging from the movie title you look at that and you expect a movie that you don't get and that's crazy stupid love starring Steve Carell and Ryan oh, Gosling great movie Uma Stone Julian Julian Moore uh, Marissa Tomei it's just a phenomenal cast and it's, I love this movie I I think it's probably Steve Carell's best movie arguably his best movie really in as far as theatrical run goes uh i mean 40 year old virgin of course is a classic uh but but crazy stupid this this one's got this one's got some heart to it though i think this is one of those movies where it's like he he star he stars in it and then he's you know there's he shares the screen well with with ryan gosling and emma stone and and all the other people but he really i mean he really does there's a he's got a great comedic element to it but it has that heart that i feel like really just complements it I, I really enjoy this movie because it, it, it really does, it has a nice twist to it. Steve Carell and Julian Amore uh, are in this, they have this marriage, this sort of loveless marriage. And uh, <laughs> there's a scene where they're in a car together. And, you know, she's like, I think I want a divorce. And he just kind of like jumps out of the car. Just like rolls yeah. on. he like opens just, up the door and falls out. That, I love that. Oh, it's so good. Steve Steve Carell is just I'm I'm in a I'm on a big office kick right now. Like I've been watching all of the office like through season one. I'm on I'm on he's season fantastic. six right now. And Steve Carell is just a he's a friggin' treasure, dude. He's so he has been good. a powerhouse ever since I first saw him. Oh, I love him. And I love I love him in like dramatic roles too. And this is a yeah. movie where he gets to play in a he's in a dramatic role, but but still comedic. Yeah. And Ryan Gosling, he and Ryan, Ryan Gosling in this movie, they 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 ended up being in this like they they end up having this sort of like father son relationship. Yeah. With a name like Crazy Stupid Love, you just in the early two thousands there were a lot of movies like Valentine's Day. Like there were these a lot of yeah. these comedies like romantic comedies with like all star cast that sucked. 
Yeah. They're just not just like, good. What did you do here? And this unfortunately falls that that title falls under that that kind of like they're trying to, I guess, draw in some of those that some of that audience. But uh, I love there. There's there's like three or four amazing stories and relationships going on in this movie. First, you have Steve Carell, who's this sort of loser. He's down on his luck. He's you know his wife is cheating out like she left him she's having an affair with uh kevin bacon and uh you know like so so and he's he's just he needs help and he he, so he's he's just newly dumped and he's going to these bars and ryan gosling is just this sort of perfect uh ladies man like you know he's he's he just kind of just shows up in Steve Carell's life. Like he, he sees Stephen Carell and he's talking about his ex and he's got like the cheap suit and he just, for whatever reason decides to help Steve Carell. And they, they sort of, they have, they, they develop this like really sweet. It's a really believable bond. It 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 really is. is like, yeah, it's like this father son believable bond. And, and while this is happening, you have Emma Stone who it, it it feels kind of like one of those movies of its time where there's like multiple stories happening. Yeah, uh, you know it's a romantic comedy. It builds itself as that, but you don't expect them to converge in the way that they do. Where Stephen Carell is Emma Stone's daughter, and they kind of, you know, once once Stephen Carell and there's that excellent scene at the end where you know, like Stephen Carell he has a babysitter who's in love with him. Uh, forget the, uh, I think you're, uh, was it, uh, something tipped and she's, she's really sweet and cute and awesome yeah. in the movie. She's like the babysitter of the kids of Juliana Moore and Juliana Moore, like it would be easy to hate that character, but even she is like super likable in the movie. And like you, you hate that. Like it's one of those movies where like you hate that anybody is unhappy in this movie because Stephen Carell and Juliana Moore, like you want them to be together, but they can't be together because it just it didn't work out. They it that relationship ran its course, but you don't hate necessarily Kevin Bacon and Juliana Moore. Like why not no. let them have an, a fun little relationship? But then you got the the babysitters in love with Steve Carell, <laughs> and then you got uh, Ryan Gosling is trying to teach Stephen Carell how to be a ladies' man, basically. Like he he helps him reshape his image. I mean, it's, there's so much. I going love when on he takes his shoes. I love when he just <laughs> here, give me those, and he just chucks them over the he edge. Like, that was my shoes. Yeah, he meets him at the mall, and he oh my gosh. Do yourself a favor and and check out Crazy Stupid Love. It's actually streaming in a lot of places for free right now. Uh, you can check it on Hulu, uh, HBO now, HBO Go. Um, you can rent it from Amazon and Fandango for two ninety nine and, and YouTube. I I for my money, it's the it's like the most it, heartfelt. It's, sweet. it's a great flick. It is really good, and I feel like nobody ever talks about this movie. Well, and the the chemist the chemistry that Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling have in this movie. Oh my god, the is, dirty dancing scene is so uh, good. Everything about like that was uh, this this movie is the reason why I think La La Land was yes. ended up being as disappointing yeah, this is as it is. Pre La La Land, exactly. Yes, right. and because I went into La La Land having this movie, having seen this movie, mm-hmm. and part of the reason why I mean there, there were a lot of things that drew in a lot of people to La La Land. But part of the reason why I wanted to see it was, is like Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone have just an unbelievable chemistry, and I was so disappointed because they, the, the oh, they, 
they have such a command of the characters and so, and and such a respect and such a I mean it's just it's one of those things they just instantly gel and you love them and I think that's what like when I when I watched La La Land and it was I mean it's still a decent movie but it was one of those things is like okay whoever made the decision to not just let Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling be in this movie together and just exist and be happy and like for them to you know just kind of let their relationship unfold in whatever way it needed to on screen whoever stifled that completely ruined la la land because these two together when you was when you see them in crazy stupid love you're like these guys are fantastic they just i mean like i, well, I, I love I the totally part where she kind of like he takes off his shirt and she's like oh my god it's is that photoshopped his abs and like shit and yes. and they go like he's he's this like known womanizer and that's and that's like a part of the movie too like that kind of comes to a head when um Steve Carell you know realizes that the man that his daughter is dating and i love how they hide the fact too cuz they mention yeah. Nana like he mentions like Nana, this like person, yep. Nana. You just assume it means grandma, but it's like Hannah, but like he can't say Hannah. So like, you know what I yes. mean? It's it's so well written. It's such a well written movie. It really is. Everything about the flick just feels so genuine and sweet and funny. And all of the characters, like you root for every single one of these characters. Like none of them feel bad. Even like Marissa Tomei, who has like a really yeah. hilarious... Uh, part she plays like one of the women that Steve Carell picks up, like one of his first women that he picks up, and she ends up being like the teacher of his son. Yes. Oh my gosh, it it it's such a good movie, and I highly recommend it. And I don't feel like anybody even remembers this movie. No, the, I, the, I come across people every now and then that have either heard of it or oh yeah, I think I remember watching that. It's one of those like if you haven't seen it, you're doing yourself a disservice and. Especially now, because this is one of the ones that HBO, because during the, the whole quarantine, you know, all of this business that yeah. we're stuck in, this is one of the ones that HBO put out there for free. This is in the HBO okay. catalog, and it, that's why you, you can watch it on the HBO app for free, uh, even if you don't have a uh, – uh, uh, if you don't pay for HBO, you can still watch it on HBO for free. Nice. Or because Hulu has their relationship with HBO – Oh, and oh I that's really, how you can watch on Hulu. I really like John Carroll Lynch. Like the oh. the, the cast is so deep. Like he it's plays great. like the father of the babysitter or whatever. Yeah. He's in love with Steve Carell and she does the nudes and then like he you know he shows up and like punches out Steve Carell at the end of the movie and then like oh my god and then and then all of a sudden here comes Kevin Bacon and you know like Stephen Carell and Ryan Gosling are kind of having this like moment where they're like oh like you're not good enough for my daughter, but he's still super protective of Stephen Carell. Yeah. Like he takes off his ring and then he goes and he just like decks John, like, you know, the Kevin Bacon character. It's just, it's so good. Everything it's, about this movie works. It's so, it, it should be so cheesy, but it works so good. And I, I am ordinarily not a fan of these types of movies, but this is the best example. This, of this one's type of movie. wonderful. Yeah. You're not ready for the big move. Yes, I am. I want your big you move. You can't handle the big move, trust Tell me. Tell me a big move. I work dirty dancing into the conversation. Dirty dancing? Can I sit down, please? Yeah. Can I put back on my shirt? No. Why dirty dancing? What do we do? Do we watch it? You know the big move at the end of dirty dancing where Patrick Swayze picks up Jennifer Grey? Yeah. I can do that. Okay. So I tell girls I can do the move. I put on the song time of your life, I do the big move, and they always want to have sex with me. 
Oh my god. That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. I agree, but it works every time. That would not work on me. So anyways, that's my number that's my dose. That's my number two, crazy dose. stupid love. All right, so I guess You're I'm, I'm, this is my third this this is the final one, the finale. Let's do this it. is uh this is my Martin Short movie. Okay. That's some really and, good movies we got recommended here. I can't wait to watch the movies that you recommended. I'm gonna go check them out. Yeah, and Martin Martin Short. Martin Martin Short's one of those guys. I've loved Martin Short. And I was interesting I'm gonna, I'm, catalog of movies. He's he has got some very interesting movies. And I was re- I'm gonna go ahead and just throw this out. I was really, really, really tempted to put uh, Clifford out here in my Martin Short spot. Okay, okay. I did not. I did okay, not. Okay, fair be- enough. Fair because enough. Um, I am one of the six people that really, 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 really loves Clifford. Um, and I think <laughs> two of the other people, people are my brother and sister. Now, um, there's a there's a Martin Short movie that you're writing an article on that I I, I uh, really enjoy Martin Short in that I, I don't know. Martin Short, he is he is fantastic. He and really is. He's he's a he's a he's a guy that you at face value you underestimate him. I think. Oh yeah. Because the he's, Jiminy Glick character too, like you know, he's oh, he's really talented and funny. He's a genius he, writer. He is a guy that has just been around for so long, and I think it's one of those like. You don't last as long as he has without just being uh, being fantastic, right? Right. And uh, so I was when I'm going through. Oh, he's going on like four decades. Oh, I mean, he he was uh, he was a SNL cast member back in the '80s. Yep. Um, Ed Grimley. Yeah, he uh, he is just he's he's I've loved uh, Martin Short for as long as I can remember. Um, and so the, the, the pick that I went with is, is one of my, it's one of my favorite memories from when I was a kid. There were a, a few times that, uh, my mom and I, we went out, uh, we would have, we'd go to Burger King, uh, and we would get, I was, I was a kid and, but you know, it was like, oh, I get to get a Whopper. Like normally you'd have the, you just regular, I was like, oh, I'm going out, <laughs> mom and I are going You're out to see a movie together. A it's a special deal. I got, I would eat, I would get a Whopper and then we'd go see a movie. And so we did this and we went to go see, uh, Pure Luck. With, oh, uh, with Martin Danny Short Glover and Danny Glover. Yeah, and I absolutely love the movie Pure Luck. That's it a, is that's fantastic. a cute movie. Yeah. Oh, it, it is. It's just. I mean, it's it's one of those like it, I I feel like it just so embodies Martin Short because it is. It's just silly like the entire time. You have no, Danny I just remember Glover, the scene where he has like a reaction, allergic reaction. The bee sting. <laughs> the bee sting. Yeah. He gets the bee sting and he's sitting in the, and he's sitting in the back of the little the little plane. And he's completely oblivious to it. Like he's swelled yeah. up like a balloon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, somebody just looks back. And is like, "Hey, are you are you okay, man?" Oh, the 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 premise is uh, Martin Short. He's an accountant that works at this company where the guy, uh, the CEO, his daughter has gone missing. She was down on vacation in Mexico, <clears throat> and she she goes missing. And um, Harry Shearer plays this uh, psychologist. He's got a theory. Um, the guy's the guy's daughter is this. She's just so unlucky that you. It's almost like it's unbelievable. And so he's like, I have this. I have this theory that if we if we get Eugene Proctor, who uh, that's, that's Martin Short's character, mm-hmm. uh, he's like, we get this guy. I think he. If we just kind of let him loose, if we make him think he's in he's in charge of this investigation to go try and find your daughter, and let him loose, that he will befall some of some, if not all, of the same pitfalls, and just kind of accidentally find your daughter, 
because he's just the same kind of unlucky. Yes. And so he goes down to Mexico with Danny Glover. Danny Glover doesn't want anything to do with it. He hates the idea. Everything that happens to Martin Short, he hates. It drives him nuts. And so bad things just keep happening to Martin Short. And it's just slapstick, yeah. you know, physical comedy. Yeah, he gets oh, yeah. smacked in the face. He falls down. What is Martin Short yeah. best at? Slapstick. Oh, he and and it, I See, mean, I thought he, you were going to go Captain Ron there for a second. I, it's a, I mean, another fantastic, uh, <laughs> but that wouldn't another, be a 99 pick right there. I mean, that's that, a that one. I that's feel like that one's, it's too mainstream. It's too, yeah. it's too classic Martin short. And I was like, right. all right, pure luck. Pure luck is one of those vehicles. I feel like a lot of people, um, either didn't see, or if they did, right, it's been yeah. a long time. And it's just when I was like, uh, I, I rewatched it with the kids just in preparation. For Seriously. Doing this, nice. I, did they like it? Did they, were they, oh, were they fans? They, they they enjoyed it. They loved it. It was. Let me it was let me like, take a yeah. quick second here. So you can actually stream this on Stars and Amazon uh, for free. Uh, you can also rent it for three ninety nine from Amazon, YouTube, uh, Google Play, I, uh, Apple, and Vudu. So yeah, it's. I mean, it's well worth it. I mean, it's it's a fun. You know, it's it's one of those like same kind of thing as the others. Like if you're just in the mood to laugh and. You've seen, you know, everything. You're like, oh, what? I, I just want to watch something silly. I've, I'm not in the mood to really think about anything. Mm-hmm. I've seen everything that everybody's talking about. Pure luck is one of those that you turn on, and it's just, I mean, just you're going to have fun with it. It's a funny, silly little movie, and Martin Short, is, oh, I mean, yeah. he de- delivers the perfect Martin Short performance. I remember that being like a big deal, like in uh, like on demand, like not on demand, but like a video on, uh, what was this? Uh, gosh, like... There was, I guess you would say on demand, uh, back in the day, like you had like your HBO and your Showtime and your Cinemax. Like I remember seeing like tons of promos for pure luck to, to rent, uh, it was, your, your on demand services and it, it looks really funny and I always got to kick out. Like I, I have a huge, like I always think of that, like the, the beasting scene and that that's oh, like it, pure Martin short. Uh, yeah. It's, I mean, you're just like. And he's just sitting there swelling up like a balloon, and yeah. unbeknownst to him, he's been stung by a bee. Yeah, he looks like and, you know we're Yankovic from Fat. <laughs> yeah, like blowing and, up huge. And then he just starts freaking out, and the plane goes down, and and, it, and and you know, and they just they keep stumbling into the next thing, and he and Martin Short just he keeps being Martin Short, and yeah, you know, he and he and Danny Glover eventually they kind of they develop this friendship where Danny Glover is. You know, he starts to really understand, like, you are the unluckiest person I've ever met. But he really, he, you know, he looks out for him. He kind of takes care of him. And, and it's it, it's just, it's a fun And especially, it's one of those, like, for me, it's like, I'll always remember going to see it with my mom. So it's always one of those That's for so me. That's so cool. It's like, okay, yeah. I remember, this is, I love your story about Big. Your, yes. Your, your, like, you know, 20th anniversary of, or 30th anniversary of Big re- yep. recreating the Burger King date. Like <laughs> not a. It date, was. I was. It was. I was. A, you know. A, a, that was a, a going on a date with my mom. It was that's so you know, it was cute, like, man. It's just I fun. fucking love it. Was it. like that's that's what I do. We've all know? been there. Yeah. You, you you know you go out with your parents and you have those like you know I I I I would love it if like my son had a did a podcast in you know like twenty fifty or twenty forty and he's like talking about. Oh God! I remember going to see Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> exactly. But before exactly. that, we went to uh, you know Cheesecake Factory or whatever. So like, yeah, th- th- this is what we're talking about as as rad dads. This is these are the pre rad dad moments when we were the kids. Exactly. And uh, you you can't you can't understate how big a moment that is. Like you know, for for a lot of people, maybe like pure luck 
in the Martin Short catalog of comedies way down there. But for you, yeah. it's up there. It's it's up at the top, and it'll always be there because of the because of the Whopper. Yeah, the Whopper, <laughs> home of the Whopper. I'll definitely have to check that out. It's been a yeah. I don't think I I've seen recommend. it since since the early nineties, but uh, I I, w- I have a hankering to see it all of a sudden, and I know I can rent it's, it for like under five bucks. Yeah. You call my girlfriend a whore? No, no, uh, it was him. Uh, nobody call anyone a whore. It was a misunderstanding. Uh, senor, uh, let us buy you a drink. You call her thirty dollars. Fifty. Okay, so is right. it time for our final it's 99 time cent for rental? The finale. The can the for the comedies. So I I have been a huge fan of Jason Bateman for a very long time. I love the Hogan family. Uh, I love seeing Jason Bateman resurrected in movies like um Dodgeball, just like little bit roles and then in, I feel like in the late nineties and the early aughts, he was he kinda had a resurrection where he he, he was yes. in a lot of comedies. So when he finally got a chance to direct his own movie and, and kind of make a movie his own in, in the Spelling Bee comedy Bad Words. Oh, my gosh. One of my favorite, if not my favorite, Jason Bateman movies. So Bad Words, first of all, let me say where you can, where you can watch this. Uh, you, you can rent it. It's unfortunately not streaming anywhere, but you can you rent it. You watch it at my house. You can watch it at Adam's house. I got it on DVD or I got it on Blu-ray. You you can get it for three ninety nine from Amazon, from YouTube, Google Play, Apple streaming. It's dude, it's so good, so it, worth it. It it's it's Jason Bateman and Catherine Hahn, two of my favorite comedic actors of the aughts, like you know, like the two thousand ten era. He basically is this guy who finds a loophole to participate in a children's spelling bee uh, because he, I, what, what was it? Like something like he didn't technically was, pass the fourth yeah. or fifth grade or something. He, he so. hadn't, he hadn't, yeah, he hadn't made it to a, a certain grade level and he had his transcript to, to prove it. Yes. So he, he's like going to participate in this fictitious spelling bee called the golden quill. And, Philip Baker Hall, who is the um, he you you may remember him as the I, I think he was like the book Nazi or like the book the the guy from Seinfeld oh from who, Seinfeld yes yeah who who gives Bookman. Jerry a hard time Bookman of, yeah Bookman right Detective Bookman yeah well, so not really so detective, so this he he plays his character is this guy who who runs the Golden Quill he's this really distinguished guy and. Uh, Catherine Hahn, who she she plays this um, journalist who she's sort of kind of financing. She's she's kind of paying for everything going along with like she's trying to get the story of like why this grown man who's found this loophole to participate in this children's spelling bee competition. Oh my god, it's so great! It, it's just Jateman, Jason Bateman at his most Jason Batemany. It, yes, it's the best, and it's rated R, and it's 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 he and this like really phenomenal child actor. Uh, his name is Rohan Shand, this cute little Indian kid who the Indian kid is fantastic. Oh my god, he's so good. He and Jason Bateman have like the best chemistry throughout this movie. They're they're the rivals. They're like the top spelling bee, you know 
they're they're like the guy. They're they're the he he's. I mean, he's obviously a genius. Yes. Throughout the movie, Catherine Hahn is like, you know, she's like, oh my god, you're a genius. She's like pulling these tests on him, and you know, he's he's obviously very smart, but he's he's participating in this children's spelling bee, and and uh, you know, Rohan uh, Shand is uh, the probably the most you know he he's like kind of the odds on favorite to win it win it uh and they, they kind of form this like cute little relationship together uh where he's he's like the kid is obviously more adult than a kid and Jason Bateman's more of a kid than an adult and they yes. they really form this really cute relationship like it feels so authentic uh, I, I just I just love this movie so much. I I feel like this is the best Jason Bateman film. Like, there's a lot of really hilarious Jason Bateman comedies out there. The fact that th- that this is his dector- directorial debut, and I don't know if he's done really anything else. Like, I know he's currently doing a, a Netflix series called The Ozark, which I haven't really checked out, but I hear is really good. He he's like he he made his bones. He was so hilarious in these like early aughts, mid aughts, late aughts. You know, in these comedies, and and this 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 is just the movie. Like, if you're a fan of Jason Bateman, you like what Jason Bateman's all about. This is the movie to watch, and it's and it's it's just hilarious because it's it's rated R, and you know he. He's it's it's so inappropriate the way he be interacts with the kids is like really inappropriate like it pulls no punches. It it reminds me of um it reminds me of Bad Santa mm. in that kind of formula. Very good, you, very good comparison. But Jason Bateman's character is far more likable than yes. Billy Bob Thornton. Yes, and Billy Bob Thornton's not supposed to be likable, but no. in this where it's kind of like that. You know, we we get those movies like we had Good Boys last year, which it turned out to be a pretty surprising. Oh, I love Good a Boys. Great movie. Yes, but I'm you, glad you, you get a lot that. of those. That was a good movie. You get a lot of those movies where it's like, hey, here's let's let's do this. Let's have let's have younger kids swearing. That'll be <laughs> that'll just be funny. Yes. and it, it's a gag that works for a little while. Yeah, you know, I was I was happy that Good Boys didn't just beat that drum too hard, and it was still no, a really not really. Endearing movie. I, I thought it was going to be like, oh, here's Sausage Fest. Here's little kids yes. swearing. No, and I was like, no, this was good. But I think that's like bad words to me is if uh, Bad Santa had more heart and was uh, was a movie that you could enjoy anytime. Mm-hmm. Yes, I was like, it's it's that same kind of formula, but just executed, I think, up better. Yeah, and there there's some really good supporting uh, roles in this movie too, like Allison Janney, who kind of plays like the person who's sort of the director of the Golden Quill uh, Spelling Bee contest. You know, she's like throughout the movie. You know, he he obviously has this loophole that he's exploiting. And Allison Janney is sort of like the pinnacle of like she she's at the top of the spelling bee, you know, Anne Hill or whatever. Like she she she's like his most prestigious uh, antagonist of the of the whole. She she's the one that's trying to maintain the integrity of the of the Golden Quill, and he's challenging her at every twisted turn. Right, and she just Along continues to get frustrated. Dad. Yes, yeah, she gets frustrated because. He's he's right. Every twist and turn is like, oh, he's, <laughs> yes, he's technically right. He's getting these like you know these these like insanely difficult words. Yeah, I love too that like the guy who was um, 
giving him the words to spell like he was actually he played Jason Bateman's best friend and on the series The Hogan Family. <laughs> so they they kind of had like a history of working together as actors. I thought that was really kind of a cute like little, you know, cameo for him. Uh, but you also have uh, Ben Falcone, who was the co-host to the National Spelling Bee contest, like you know, like the nationally televised version of the Golden Quill, hosted by co-hosted by Philip Baker Hall. And it's so good. It feels like a really like it feels like an intelligent comedy, but also you're getting yes. away with something because it's really like there's a lot of like dick and fart joke type things going it's, on. It's it's smart and raunchy at the same time, and yes. most of the time you have to sacrifice one for the other. Like yes. a Wes Anderson funny movie yes. isn't usually that um, that raunchy, and uh, you know a Seth Rogen movie isn't usually that smart. You know, it's like you can have one or the other, but a movie like this really you know, finds that line and kind of just jumps back and forth and allows you to really enjoy both sides of that. Exactly. Like you, you, you can watch a, uh, Jason Bateman movie, like a horrible bosses or, or, you know, which is uh, a great flick, which is just great. Don't get me wrong. I love that movie, <clears throat> but you can have like a horrible bosses or like, what was the movie that had Ryan Reynolds where they switched places? Oh, like, the change up. The changeup, yeah. So there were Great tons flick. of movies with Jason Bateman during this era, but this this is like my favorite Jason Bateman movie. Yeah, and uh, it fits so perfectly with like the whole theme of the ninety nine cent rentals because not not a ton of people saw this movie. No, this one's a little bit more off the beaten path. If you and his uh, his follow up uh, directing to this was the Family Fang with him and Nicole Kidman and. Um, Christopher Walken. That was, that was a great film, too. That was another one that was kind of like off. Hmm. Uh, not a lot of people know about that I'll one. I'll have to I, check it, that one out because I haven't, I haven't seen that one. It's a, it's a little bit darker comedy, um, but uh, it's it's definitely worth a watch. But, uh, you know, Jason Bateman, he's fantastic. One of my favorite actors. He He's so good in, in so many different types of roles. I, I really enjoyed him, too, in the movie where he, he played um, a bad guy, basically. Yeah. What was that movie where it had uh, the guy from The Warrior? Uh, oh Jesus Christ! Oh, The Gift. The, yeah, The Gift. He he said he has such a range that he oh, yeah. available to him. He's he's so good. So I I like this because it's not like just the silly like you know likable lovable Jason Bateman character. He he really is rough around the edges. Yes, he is. But but it's funny always. Yes. And it's it has a good pace to it. It never lags. And uh it's it's one of my favorite comedies of his. So I, I give that one the ninety-nine cent comedy recommended. Excellent. I concur. I just heard you and your dad talking just outside the door there. Let's all relax. Eat shit, buddy. I'll hit you in the face. Okay? You little fuck. I can't believe I was your goddamn mark. It was my dad's idea, okay? No, it wasn't. You're a little liar. He felt you were the biggest threat. Great. And you were. Yep. That's our six movies, right? That's we, it. We went through That's all it. six. I hope you guys all really enjoyed uh, our six 99 cent rental uh, recommendations. So to recap, I gave Staten Island Summer, Crazy Stupid Love, and The Bad Words, and you did... I did My Blue Heaven, and then I did Spies Like Us, mm. and finished it off with Pure Luck. My favorite movie that, of yours is definitely Spies Like Us. I, I, great flick. I absolutely adore that movie. It's one of my favorite comedy movies. 
uh, all time. Uh, it, it, it's very much an 80s comedy flick, but yes. I, I just love it so much. So I'm very happy that you selected that. Okay. Snuck it in there. So that has been our feature presentation of 99 Cent Rentals Comedy Edition, and I hope you enjoyed it. I've been one of your hosts, Ron Avis. I've been your other host, Adam Peterson. And hey, guess what? We'll see you next time. <laughs> there we go. Mm-hmm.